Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Worst Wrestling Podcast. I, I enjoyed the little RVD thing you're doing over there for Thank the, you, yeah. For the intro, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm trying to be the uh, is, Silent Bob to your J. Oh, there it is. Boom. You talk with the hands, I'll do all the talking. Here we go. We got it. Uh, my name is Damien. I am the youngest statesman of the three-man power trip, and joining me today is the elder statesman of the three-man power trip, Brad. Put yourself over, brother. You are talking to the silent Bob of the three-man power trip, apparently. I come in with a couple sage words of wisdom. Most of the time, it's a bunch of BS, but you can find me online on the Twitter machine at Pedersen Reports, P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N, Reports. We'll run that over again at the end of the show for you slow listeners. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a great show today. I am psyched for this one. Yeah, we have an absolutely fantastic show planned out today. This is the first time we're doing a uh, prediction show, and that's taking place later on in the uh, in the podcast. But we're going to open up with something that we kind of started discussing last week. And that was our Dream Worlds Collide show. It was one of the one of the big talking points of our best of show last week. And I decided, hey, why don't we put our Dream Worlds Collide show together? Which our Worlds Collide isn't just NXT and NXT UK. It's going to be all of the WWE universe. Um, we each have one pre-show match and seven main card matches to uh to discuss today and brad while we start while we open it up with the pre-show while we let the people know what your pre-show looks like absolutely for my world's colliding man i'm just telling everybody who would come to this show wear a diaper because you're not going to want to get up to go to the bathroom there is not a moment that can miss because i'm coming at you hot in the pre-show with a four-man tag team match a four-man tag team match which is two of my favorite factions plus one guy. So we're going to start off with the undisputed era of Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on Kofi Kingston, Big Xavier Woods as the New Day, plus one, which is Matt Riddle. Because I figure, hey, Matt Riddle, he can whoop some ass, He's also extremely entertaining and, you know, put him together with the New Day. I think he got a really fun time. You got some really surprising, good technical wrestling coming out of a matchup like that. And uh, I just think there's a lot that can go with these guys clashing styles the way they will. Yeah, um, I, I don't hate that. The only thing that I will say is, like, if we're doing it in modern day WWE, they have definitely run all over Matt Riddle's character and made him just one of the most annoying characters on Raw. It seems like it seems like they don't even want him to be entertaining. They just want him to be there. And he's almost heelish in a way now. Um, but I, I do like that match. I feel like that would be a really fun one, especially if he comes out in like matching trunks and the flip-flops have like unicorns on them and stuff like that. I'm all about that. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's where I was coming from with it, because I thought if anybody could turn Matt Riddle around, it would be the New Day. I think they could make anybody into a really fun character, if given the chance and given the run. And I mean, of course, there would need to be some lead up with this, so it wouldn't just be a smack them together and send them out. You'd have to have some storytelling, which, you know, 
unfortunately, the WWE doesn't have a ton of going on at the moment, but, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see something like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, my my opening, my pre-show match also involves the New Day, but this one is Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, and they're taking on the tag team of Breezango. I really like oh. the chemistry of Breezango and New Day here. Kind of, kind of your fun babyface tag team, just in there having a good time and and you know, bebopping around, similar to their match with like the Street Profits. Um, in a way where it's a lot of respect, but you know that that towards the end of this match and it starts breaking down, they're going to start laying some shit in. Yeah, absolutely. And they have such good chemistry on up, up, down, down to mm-hmm. see that translate into a ring. I mean, that'd be, I, I'm all in for that. That would be one that I don't think I'd be buying a ticket just to see that match, but I would definitely be in my seat early so I wouldn't miss it. Absolutely. And that's and that's kind of what your pre-show match is. You don't want to buy the ticket based on the pre-show. You want to buy it based on the main event. And I think I think my main event's pretty freaking solid, but uh we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. What is your opening contest of the World's Collide show? Well, the opening contest is going to be a barn burner, and since we didn't have any parameters on what types of matches I went with a women's war game match to open up the show. So this is where you need to start selling yourself in. And my teams are a little, a little different, but uh, I think they'd be really good on team one. You have Rhea Ripley with Nikki cross, Alexa bliss in her current incarnation as the crazy fiend and Shotzi Blackheart. Hmm. And then they're going to be taking on the straight-up ass-kicking team of Bianca Belair, Zaya Lee in her most recent incarnation, Mercedes Martinez, and Tony Storm. I think I like there that. could be a lot of a lot of good, hard-hitting, fast action with these. Yeah, I agree. Um, the the inclusion of Mercedes Martinez is definitely something that I'm intrigued by. I love Mercedes Martinez. She is absolutely fantastic in the ring. She can go with the best of them, and um, it, it's it's an, it's intriguing to kick off the show with that War Games match. I wasn't even thinking War Games when I was putting mine together. Now I kind of wish I was. Uh, <laughs> but War Games lot- is one of the most entertaining fun matches of the year i look forward to war games almost not quite but almost as much as i look forward to the royal rumble anymore because honestly war games there's so many fun spots so many different things happen i'm i'm getting goosebumps thinking about right now damien i love (laughs) war games yeah, and, and it's always fun to hear William Regal come out and, and, you know, they're all brawling. You know what's coming, and it builds up, and Wall Games! And, oh, oh God, when he announces the every, War Games match, it fucking just hits you right in the stomach. Oh, uh, it's the fist pump from coming all the way from the basement through the roof. Just so excited every time, and... It is my goal. One of these days, I am going to get to see a live War Games match. I know it's not going to be as great seeing it in person because of the different mm-hmm. angles and everything, but I just to say I was there. Same as with how I want to get to a Royal Rumble, 
those are the two matches that I hold very high on a pedestal in WWE. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I kind of went a little bit similar to you with your hard-hitting style, but I, I definitely had a little bit of liberty with it. Um, my okay. opening contest is a fatal four-way match, and it includes three people from NXT and NXT UK, and then one man from SmackDown. And we are opening up with Timothy Thatcher versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Oof. Ilya Dragunov versus Cesaro. Oof. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, this, that is just... They're laying their shit in every single swing. Yeah, and, and this is this is the... Uh, if, if you don't have a mouth guard, you better get one because if not, you're going to be spitting chiclets. Uh, these guys are just going to go in there and have an absolute barn burner of a strong style match. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Even your front row of fans need mouth guards for this one because, I mean, they're going to be haymakers just flying left and right. There's going to be bodies going everywhere. That's all you can really say is just look out below. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they, these guys all can just, they make everything look so, so devastating. Absolutely. Yes. So that's so far so good. So, so uh, and once we get these, once we get these matches down, uh, once we go over our cards, uh, here in this first round we'll go over them again and if you're listening let us know online who you think has the more solid show who you'd like to go see so i would love to hear who we got and you know what i'll throw a poll together we'll figure it out let's make this scientific absolutely let's do it but your second match of the night so a, a little caveat with mine i use current champions so anybody who's currently a champion is going to be a champion in my quote-unquote dream match scenario. Mm-hmm. So my next one is an NXT title match with Finn Balor taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. And it's just a match I want to see. And Damien, that face tells me I might have hit on something you got. That was the last match I added before we started recording. I added the same match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor. Um, it's a little bit later in my show, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. That's It's going to be such a great match. goes back to that traditional Japanese strong style, um, but mixed in a little bit more with that WWE storytelling and matches and stuff like that. I, I think that'd be a great match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> to see everything that Finn has built on since he's been WWE and now that he's bringing the Prince character back, you know, just to have everything sort of rolled up into one big cohesive ball of his career so far with Nakamura, seeing Nakamura coming back to strong style. And again, spoiler alert, I did not watch SmackDown as it ran live. I like to, uh, dedicate Friday nights to spending some quality time with the wife. So, uh, you know, I haven't seen what went on on SmackDown yet. That'll be later this afternoon. I, I saw, I saw most of SmackDown. It wasn't the greatest show. Um, I will say that I was a little under, I was a little underwhelmed, but there is one, there's one thing I will say that Sasha Banks versus, versus the Somalia match, uh, Roderick or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, keep keep your eyes on that one. Uh, <laughs> that one's there's a sneaky there's a sneaky star in there. <laughs> Ew. Um. So oh, what do you? I have this. I, I did the same thing. I didn't take the ta- I didn't take the titles off of anybody that didn't that had them. They had to defend. Um, in my second match of the night, I had an intercontinental triple threat match, and it is a battle of the big men: Biggie versus Walter versus Killian Dane for the intercontinental title. My goodness, that is just the, a big Haas battle right there. If you've it ever is. had one, and it's and it's a big Haas battle of guys that are deceptively quick, but they're not high flyers. They're not, you know, they're not going out of their way to like be be more than what they are. Whereas, like you have your Apollo Cruises and stuff like that, who are big men, and Keith Lee, who are big men that can do extraordinary things. These guys know what they're good at, and they stick to what they're good at. And they break out the big moves on occasion. And I feel like this would be one of those occasions because this this match would be insane. See, Killian Dane is a, a guy who's always intrigued me. I've always thought that he was so much more than he's presented as because I saw him at a uh, live show, a uh, house show for NXT. Mm. And he was with Sanity and he was doing some high flying and he was all over the place. My God, the guy can move. The guy is huge. Uh, he walked right past me while I was standing up against a guardrail. And I was intimidated just by his sheer size alone. And just to put it out there, I'm 6'2 and over 350 pounds. I'm a big man. But he is a huge man. Yeah, like he's he's a, a stocky, stocky boy. Um, I, I, I'm 6'1", 240, to, uh, 235, somewhere in that range. And, and yeah, like compared to him, I'm, I'm a dwarf. I am a dwarf. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, so my next match. Oh, uh, do you have something more you want to hit on? I'm sorry. No, I'm I was actually just going to get you into your next match. <laughs> my my next match actually started out as a fatal four way winner uh, winner chooses their or winner picks their shot for who they go for for a title, but then I decided you know what there's one guy that I wanted on my card but couldn't find a place for so I turned this into a money in the bank title sh- or money in the bank match. Okay. So we have AJ Styles with Kevin Owens with Pete Dunne with Dexter Loomis and the guy I couldn't find a place for, but I had to have on the card Cesaro. Mm. Yeah. I figured that's a great match right there. That's a great one. Dexter Loomis would be a wild card because nobody would really expect him to pull it out, but he's believable to win it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he, he'd be our wild card and the rest of them are all either high flyers or hard hitters or can do both. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just think that that would be a money in the bank match that I would be glued to my television set for. And you couldn't pull me off. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's it's definitely nice because then you have Dexter Loomis and Cesaro who can be bases for all of the high flyers and, and the smaller guys and stuff to do crazy things onto. because Cesaro has in, insane strength, like just insane Absolutely. strength. 
Um, so I, I, I like that. I, I like that match. I didn't even think about Money in the Bank. Jesus, I, I'm I'm so out of it. Like the I have very few stipulations on my card, but they're all like multi-man clusterfuck matches. <laughs> I love those. I know a lot of purists will say, no, no, I need one-on-one. Now give me a train wreck. I enjoy a good hardcore train wreck every now and then. Oh, absolutely. Um, and speaking of, this is one of the few stipulation matches. It is going to be a steel cage match. But again, we're going with the, uh, the kind of the hard hitting, that strong style that I like. I love it. And it's Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch defending their NXT tag titles against Fabian Eichner and uh, uh, Marcel Barthel. And Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle. I can get behind that. You got the odd couple there for sure. Yeah. I mean, the other two teams are definitely tried and true as tag teams. Well, and and the thing is, is that Gulak and Riddle in Evolve, they were catch point. They were a stable in Evolve together um, where they were more shoot style wrestling and stuff like that. And I think in a cage match, it also benefits Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter, former MMA competitor, and he's able to kind of get into his own element. Lorcan and Birch, they're just, they're ugh, some of the hardest hitting wrestlers I've ever seen. And Absolutely, then, yeah, I mean, that's solid. And then Eichner and Barthel, they have, they, they do a little bit more of the high flying, like Fabian Eichner was in the Cruiserweight Classic. So he can bounce off the ropes. He can do kind of that high flying shtick. As well as like Matt Riddle and, and and guys like that, but then Marcel Barthel, I have always been impressed with him ever since I saw him on NXT TV. I think he has just that that smarmy fucking look to him. That like mm-hmm. he looks like a million bucks, but when he's a heel, you definitely want to punch him in the face. Absolutely, he reminds me of a model Rick Martel in that sense, where he'd just come out and give you that smile, mm-hmm. where you just thought, you know what, I want to knock you into next Tuesday and never see you again. Yeah, and and the thing is too is like the way he carries himself around the ring. If he were Hispanic, WWE would have made him a matador and I feel like he would have worked it with it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a sign to me of a good all-around performer where you could picture him getting just smacked with a really silly gimmick and just carrying it. And yeah, yeah I could see that for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. On to you. So we are going with a WWE title match, just a straightforward wrestling match, no steps, between Drew McIntyre and Daniel Bryan. Okay, you didn't take my Drew McIntyre match. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw the breath escape you for a minute. You kind of turned pale. I'm glad to see the color rushing back to your face. Yeah. This is really effective if you're listening only. But yeah, Damien got very pale for a second. Yeah, if we would but have shared I just a think, second match together, I definitely would have messed up my card. <laughs> we're sharing. Uh, but no, Daniel Bryan and Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre, if you really get down to it, could work a Daniel Bryan-style match with mm-hmm. no trouble. And I think Daniel Bryan would make Drew McIntyre work up to his level in that style, which I think, you know, I wouldn't want it to be a super long match. Maybe just like a, I'd say like a 20, 25 minute match max. 
But, you know, I think it could be a really good, really solid match. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like the, uh, I like that. And, and I really think that Drew McIntyre isn't being pushed to his potential where, like you said, like Daniel Bryan would make him work up to him. And I agree with that. I really do. Um, Daniel Bryan has, has this innate ability of bringing out the best in everyone that he wrestles. And he is definitely um, he is definitely one of those guys that you can rely on to to put somebody over and get somebody over. Like when he wrestled Drew Gulak, that was a superstar making performance. And then WWE's like, ah, put him in a twenty four seven title picture. Um, so <laughs> yeah, like, but Daniel Bryan was able to make people, and and I think that he could help even make Drew more than what he is right now. Absolutely. Five years ago yesterday, I actually met Daniel Bryan at the World of Wheels Automotive Show in Pittsburgh. I went there just to meet him. He even made me feel like a better person walking away <laughs> after that because, you know, just even just his attitude about everything. You know, that's when everything was still up in the air, whether he was going right. to return or not. I mean, Daniel Bryan is just one of those people that just oozes this sense of like, you're all right. Everything's good. Let's do this. Let's go to our best. And I think Daniel Bryan, you know, maybe if he does end up retiring this year, like he sort of teased a couple times, you know, just having him around as that role player to really keep people working up and working forward, mm-hmm. I think would just such a benefit to the entire company. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this next match for me, is definitely going to be something that I don't think people would expect. Um, this is a man that had one fantastic match on AEW Dark versus one of the top guys in the WWE. Um, ben Carter, who has just signed to NXT UK not too long ago, versus Seth Rollins. Straight up singles match, 15 minutes. Ben Carter's impressive. Like, let's be honest. That man had a star-making performance against Scorpio Sky. He signed with the WWE and came over to UK, where it looks like they're going to be giving him a pretty decent push. Um, And I think a guy like Seth Rollins could really bring out that absolute star in Ben Carter. Because if Seth Rollins can do anything, he can help make people as well, like Daniel Bryan. Yes, Seth Rollins is definitely one of those people that, especially as somebody who's not as familiar with Ben Carter, I mean, I watched the highlights of the Scorpio Sky match, and damn, was it great. Mm -hmm. But as somebody who doesn't really know a whole heck of a lot about him, I know a ton about Seth Rollins. And to see this guy perform up to a level of somebody that I already feel and know in Seth Rollins, I think that is a perfect pairing if you want to get somebody new and fresh to a more mainstream audience, if you want to get them over and in the front of their mind. I think that's a very smart, good call. Yeah, and and it wouldn't go super long. It'd be a 15-minute max match. You know, Rollins would obviously get the win here, but it's enough for Ben Carter to have a nice couple flurries and stuff like that to really – it's like almost a showcase for him – but a win for Rollins, if that makes sense. Similar to how um, John Moxley and Nick Camarado this past week on AEW went. Like I really liked that match a lot, and and it was a three and a half minute squash match. But Nick Camarado looked fucking impressive. 
Uh, see, I would actually go the other way if you're going to build Ben Carter. I would give him that match, almost like that uh, one, two, three kid style win, except maybe. All right, so I apologize for that. My internet decided that it did not want me to continue talking about AJ Styles, Nakamura, and all those. Um, so it decided to cut me out, and that's why you had like a really random cut from our last segment to this segment. Um, and so, we just can't take a hint, so we're going to keep going anyway. Yeah, we're we're gonna force we're gonna force it down your throats like Vince McMahon and Roman Reigns' face. Um, that's right, pal. Oh, so, that that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially are... since, ironically, my next match is a universal title match oh, with hey, Roman Reigns, uh, which I am now shoving down your throat, <laughs> taking on Keith Lee. I like this match. This is a match I'm really hoping happens. Um, I, yeah. I I know a lot of people, and we're going to get into our Royal Rumble predictions a little bit later into the show, actually very shortly. Um, and a lot of people are predicting Keith Lee to win the Rumble. Yes, I I would not hate that outcome at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I'll save that for later. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Roman Reigns in his head-of-the-table tribal chief character mm-hmm. with Keith Lee showing this little bit more of an angry side and a little bit more of an edge than just the easygoing, you know, killer i mean i really want to see keith lee with that edge go at such a smarmy cocky roman reigns i think that with their both their abilities to do anything they need to do i think this could be a hell of a hoss battle and it really could as I've earlier i love a good hoss fight yeah i i trust me i love a good hoss fight as well don't you get me wrong um, and I feel like these two, um, I feel like Keith Lee would bring Roman up to his level of athleticism and Roman would bring Keith Lee up to his level of storytelling. Um, I think that's going to be the balance of that match. And, and truly, I think that this could be a, a show stealing performance for Roman Reigns in, in and of himself. And that's the thing with Roman. I've never been a huge fan of his Me for whatever reason, but the guy can go in the ring. I mean, you know, if you want to compare him to like the John Cena or attempted new John Cena of this era, fine. But Roman Reigns has more moves. Roman Reigns can pull out more moves in a pinch. He's more athletic. uh, Yeah. He's 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 a lot more athletic than Cena. um, That's for sure. Um, Cena. Now, granted Cena, five-star John, like, Big mm-hmm. match, John. He he can pull out the big match when he needs to pull out the big match. That is not discrediting John Cena. Um, I I learned to appreciate John Cena uh, later than I probably should have. Um, I hated right Cena for a while um, and, and didn't want him on my TV screen or anything like that. But I really did grow to appreciate John Cena and especially like that match against Nakamura on SmackDown and everything. Um, the, the face of new Japan versus the face of the WWE. That's kind of what it was. And I wish that they would have had a pay-per-view match. I really do. I feel like those guys at 20 minutes could have put together a freaking classic man. Um, but in, in 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 my in my semi main event, this is um, a ladder match. It's in okay. a similar ilk to the Money in the Bank ladder match, but this one is for the cruiserweight title. 
Um, we are going to get both cruiserweight champions because there are two. We have Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar defending their titles in a ladder match against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh man, Kalisto and Dominic Mysterio. Hmm. I Is feel Dominic in that range. Uh, I mean, I would put him in that. I would put him in that ilk. I feel like he's under two hundred five. If not, then I'm I'm absolutely wrong here, and I'll just pull him out for somebody else. But I can definitely look it up. But I almost I was almost certain that he was under two hundred five. So let's look here. Sorry if you hear the typing. Just, just under six foot one, two hundred pounds. Wow. Okay. So you got a frog's hair there. That's yeah. Cool. So I <laughs> I think that that match would absolutely be a classic. Um, Dominic coming up underneath Ray. He's been training forever. You know, um, he's a football. He was a football star in high school. Um, trained under uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. And, and really just trying to find a foothold in the WWE. And I feel like this could be one of those star-making performances for him to come in and just... And I think I would have him win this. Yeah, I could see that. He's at this uh, weird point where he's been basically like a, in a main event slot right along, but mm-hmm. he's not quite ready for it. No. And I think that, yeah, with a little bit more fine-tuning, I think the right story uh, for sure get him away from this. I'm protecting my sister's mm-hmm. stuff. I think that you could, you could turn him into, you know, his father's son for sure. In the fact that people would care for him for a very long time and he could build a legacy. See, and the thing is too, is like, I, I know a lot of people and I was one of them when he first came in was I want him to beat Ray. I want him to feud with Ray and beat Ray to carry the mantle of Mysterio. I don't think you need that. I think Ray, if he were to leave, would ha- I think he just hands over the mask. And I, yep. I truly believe that Dominic should be under a mask. Um, it doesn't look right having him without a mask, especially carrying the Mysterio name. It doesn't look right. Um, I, I completely agree. And and I think it, if they build that right, that moment could be so heavy and emotional and just moving to see that trade-off. Yeah, and and I know Ray is probably nowhere near ready to retire, um, but he's. I, I think he needs to take a little bit more of a backseat, and he has so far. But I, I feel like he needs to take that extra backseat to Dominic, and really, just I think they need to just let Dominic do what he does best, and that's wrestle. Absolutely, yeah. Dominic Dominic has a, a lot of potential, and I think that uh, the right move now for Dominic would be moving him forward as part of a tag team with Ray. Yes. Like, actually in the tag team ranks. And it'd be kind of cool because you would see the growth of him. You would see Ray sort of coaching mm-hmm. his son along as they go. And I think just, you know, looking back, if you if we get Dominic to that level where he's so important, you would have so much great footage, so much more just to build on him and make him seem like even more of a superstar down the road. Like, look, he was trained by one of the best of all time. Here you go. One of the greatest luchadors of all time. Um, the greatest small man in the business. Um, excuse me. I also think that Dominic as well, I think he needs that extra 
that extra fine tuning to his work rate too. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's where Rey Mysterio's like a tag team with Rey would come into play that he would be able to like really hone in on those signature moves that he does really be able to craft his own character. And I would honestly have them take the titles off of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I could see that. Yeah. Cause Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler as much as I, I love Bobby Roode. I yeah, love I love him. him too. I've loved him right along. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he's great when he was doing his NXT title run. I was all in mm-hmm. on that. But since he's been up here, you know, it's weird that he has sort of paralleled Dolph Ziggler in a way that, you know, he's always sort of around, always losing, just doesn't, doesn't matter. And it just sort of depends on which way the wind's blowing is if he matters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think they're. I think they're really losing, um, really losing their their marbles with uh, with Bobby Roode. I, he had so much coming in, and I really wish that they could have brought in James Storm. I really wish we could have seen Beer Money in the WWE. And I know they wouldn't Absolutely. go as Beer Money, but like the Outlaws or some shit like that, where <laughs> you know you had you had Beer Money again, and like. James Storm is now, um, he, I think he's back in Impact. He just had a match back in Impact, I think, or yep. is, is scheduled to. Yes, he did. I, I think he had it just recently, but hey, man, this is a TV uh, 14 era, so they will be root beer money in WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Root beer money. <laughs> I don't have a kid, but damn it, I'm making dad jokes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your final match? Your main event for the Worlds Collide. My main event is going to be a a surprising one with the participants. But if you remember, I started out with three rings in my arena. So we're going back to war games. Okay. These teams, none of the people really have much in common, but I think that they would be awesome teams. So my first team is Alistair Black, Mm -hmm. who I think is, criminally underused and criminally just whatever's going on with them. Yeah, I hope they fix this soon. And with Alistair Black, you've got Edge and you've got Karrion Cross, and then you've got the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Okay. Sort of as this borderline supernatural team because they all sort of have that Does Edge come back as Brood Supernatural. He could. I mean, that that's sort of the tie that I was using to put him in this supernatural is that he started with the brood, like mm-hmm. really getting his, his feet wet there. Okay. And then they're going to be taking on the team of Damian Priest, Tommaso Ciampa, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. Okay. And I put this together because I feel like Sami Zayn would be playing off of all three of the other guys who are all serious workers. I think that this match, if you put these guys together, they're all work rate guys. I think they're guys that could just put on a hell of a show. Bray could bring the theatrics. Mm-hmm. He could just add a little bit more in that sense. You're going to get a hard hit from every single character in this match. I mean, I just think this would be a fun match. No stakes, just straight-up war games, grudge match. Again, this would be one where storytelling would be paramount. 
where you've got Edge and you've got obviously Bray that could pull that for their team real easily. You've got Ciampa and Rollins and Zane that would carry their other or their team for story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just this could be a fun, good, long match. Yeah, I agree. I I like all of that. It, it definitely is a weird way to get there, but I like it. Um, my my main event is somebody that I think is criminally underutilized in the NXT UK brand to where I think he could be on SmackDown tomorrow. Um, And he's taking on the top guy in the company, Drew McIntyre. It would be for the WWE title. And it's Joe Coffey versus Drew McIntyre last man standing. Um, I think that Joe Coffey is one of those guys that can go out and just have a 35, 40 minute match, just brutal. And he did with Tyler Bate, um, or yeah, Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, um, at one of the NXT UK takeovers. And he is so agile for a big man, but he also is so believable as a rough and tough big boy. Like he's not muscular, He's not conventionally muscular. He is definitely your pub brawler. He is the guy that's going to like headbutt you in the middle of the ring and make you feel it. He's he's one of those guys. And I think that him and McIntyre with that brawl-based style could definitely just tear the house down in a last man standings match. Absolutely. And for a last man standing match, a brawler, especially of the European ilk, I think is the most cut for this. Mm-hmm. I think that that is very solid call. I think you're going to see a lot of nine counts in that match because I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to be literally just, just fashion fists. And I think that that would make for a solid match. When I hear last man standing, that's what I expect. That's what I hope for. And I think that your main event would deliver. So let me just say to you, well done. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had to add that last man standing uh, step because I had it in Hell in a Cell, um, and I was just like, I don't I, I don't think that that's that's not the right atmosphere for this. I think last man standing would be have have the tables be broken, and, and for la- for Hell in a Cell, you always expect somebody to take the big dive. Neither one of those guys are taking the big dive. No, no chance. And so I was like, you know what? We got to change it to last man standing. (laughs) And I could see this actually happening in a bar room. So that last man standing would literally be how you end a bar room brawl. Absolutely. Knock your opponent out. And when I think of, uh, you know, even like the movies with the old soccer hooligans that just get into fights, where do those fights happen? A pub. What Mm -hmm. happens when somebody loses? They're out cold. That's well done. Thank you, you, sir. I think we both have some pretty entertaining cards uh, for sure here. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody loses here. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So what we're going to do here is, Damien, why don't you run over your card top to bottom? Then I'll run over my card top to bottom. And then I'll instruct our wonderful listeners on how they can vote for which card they would put their cash down to go see. Absolutely. Okay, so on the pre-show, we have Brizongo versus The New Day. Then opening contest of the main show, Timothy Thatcher versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Ilya Dragunov versus Cesaro. Then Big E defends his IC title against Walter and Killian Dane. 
Oni, Lurkin, and Danny Burch defend their NXT tag team titles in a cage triple threat tag match against Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, and then also against Gulak and Matt Riddle. Then you have a special singles match, Ben Carter versus Seth Rollins, a fatal four-way NXT title match, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor versus Tozawa versus AJ Styles, and then Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin defend their cruiserweight title against Dominic Mysterio and Kalisto and Isaiah Swerve Scott in a ladder match. And Drew McIntyre versus Joe Coffey for the WWE title in a last man standing match. Wonderful. So my card was a pre-show of the undisputed era of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Roger Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the new day of Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Big E, and then Matt Riddle. Our second match is a War Games match with Rhea Ripley, Shotzi Blackheart, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss as The Fiend, taking on Bianca Belair, Zia Lee, Mercedes Martinez, and Tony Storm. Our next match is the NXT title match of Finn Balor defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Next, we have a Money in the Bank barn burner with AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Pete Dunne, Dexter Loomis, and Cesaro. Followed up by the WWE title defended by Drew McIntyre against the one and only Daniel Bryan. Next, we have the four horsewomen of NXT in Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and Becky taking on Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, Io Shirai, and Asuka in an elimination match. Next, we have the Universal title being defended by Roman Reigns against Keith Lee. And our main event for the night is War Games of Aleister Black, Karrion Cross, Edge, and The Fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, Tommaso Ciampa, and Seth Rollins. And just to let you know, since we release on Monday, mm-hmm. come check me out on Twitter at Pedersen Reports, P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N Reports, and look for the poll. I'm going to pin it to the top of my profile. We're going to give you until Friday night to vote for which card you would like to see, Damien's card or my card, and we'll let you know who won next week. Yeah, and we'll we'll post screen caps um, of the event too, just so that way you can get a visual of what's going on and everything uh, with that tweet as well. We'll put a couple pictures there, so that way people can see the cards and everything too and compare. Absolutely. So, yeah, so taking on the old man versus the young man. Let's do it. Uh, nice little nice little <laughs> friendly competition here on the Worst Wrestling Podcast. That's um, right. So let's. Let's get into uh, kind of the the closing segment of our show here, where we're going to be doing some Rumble predictions. Now, this is the first time that we've done any kind of prediction show here on the Worst Wrestling Podcast. And Justin has one prediction and one prediction alone. And I, I have to pull it up because I have to read it verbatim because he uh, he has a crazy one. <laughs> He says Jay White wins and challenges for the NXT title and then wins that, then becomes the man of NXT Japan. Um, 
I don't foresee Jay White showing up at the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't foresee him signing with the WWE. I think he's still signed with New Japan. Um, I think they're quietly building a babyface Jay White run, um, especially after some of the uh, one of the podcasts I heard this week, kind of discussing it and everything. He's still on some of the posters. They're still like kind of covering their tracks of hiding him from the new Japan audience and everything. So I, I truly think that Jay white is a, uh, he's, he's going to be around in new Japan for quite a long time. Yeah. I, I, as much as I'd like to see him show up and actually looking at my men's rumble, he's one of the free agents. I think if he were to actually assign with WWE could show up, I think he's got plenty more time to go in new mm-hmm. Japan. I mean, he, I feel like he's really just, you know, got his footing as somebody who's not a, an avid new Japan watcher. Jay white has my attention from new Japan. And, uh, I just think he has a ways to go. I think one day we could see him show up in NXT or WWE, but, uh, I don't think it's this year now. And I, I, and he's so young, he's 28. He doesn't (laughs) have to sign that WWE contract yet. New Japan's offering plenty of money he still has a lot of money to be made merch-wise and a big title run to go because he'll be IWGP champion again someday. Trust me on that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't foresee that happening. Um, let's do our let's do our match predictions though first. That way we kind of build up to our Rumble thoughts here. Um, and Absolutely. some of these are some speculative matches. They're not confirmed yet. Um, so we're going to, we're going to run through some of these, um, the speculation matches, um, and then we'll go into the set in stone matches. Just to let you know, our speculative matches, it's not just me and Damien pulling something out of our rear end. We actually got these from CBS sports and I'm more than happy to throw them under the bus if these don't happen. Yeah, um, I will say though, CBS Sports definitely does uh, normally do a pretty good job with their stuff. I, I like to go to them a lot with some of their WWE predictions and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so they're predicting Asuka and Charlotte defending the women's tag team titles versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, can I just say I don't care? I, I think that's very fair because honestly... Uh, I think the real story to tell here is what happens between Asuka and Charlotte. Yeah. And, so. Or Nia and Shayna. Like, I, I really think that that could be a thing. Or um, what happens with Lacey Evans in this match because they're doing that whole storyline with Ric Flair. And it's a freaking mess. And I, I don't like it. Um, I Keep... Keep your attitude era in the 90s. I, I get it. You guys want to try to bump the ratings and do some scandalous stuff. Just, yeah. just do pro wrestling. Um, uh, well, if I had to pick, I would say I see Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler taking the titles back on some kind of a fluky win where either Rick and, or Lacey gets involved and distracts Charlotte or Asuka or yeah. Charlotte and Asuka turn on each other. Just something... Uh, you know, Charlotte's, Charlotte's not getting the uh, response. I don't think that WWE expected. They expected this great white knight coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think she's getting a little bit more lukewarm than they thought they'd see from her. Well, and, and I, I agree with your pick. I think Nia Jackson Shane will win this. Um, but I also think that people are just tired of seeing Charlotte. Like, 
it's almost like the Roman Reigns effect where everybody's just tired of seeing Charlotte at the top of the card. Um, and granted, she is one of the best women's workers that they have. Do not get me wrong. I like Charlotte matches a lot. Um, I also think that she's been ever since she's come back, she seems to be moving slower and like yeah. her stuff hasn't been as crisp. And I'm not sure if that's what the people that she's wrestling or if it's her. I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure which one it is. You know, I don't normally like to dig into the performer's personal lives, but uh, you got to wonder if Andrade not being around is having something to do with the way she's performing because, you know, obviously they're engaged. They mm-hmm. are, you know, normally seen together a lot, but Andrade has been a ghost and it's unfortunate because Andrade is, he's one of the most consistently great workers. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, that's not something playing into it. Uh, but yeah, I just think that we're setting ourselves up for an Oscar Charlotte feud. And honestly, I think WWE seeing Oscar carry things the way she has during this pandemic. I think Oscar would be my favorite in that feud. And I think that's so not too. Just personal preference. So yeah, they I could, could be see that. setting up Oscar for a good long run. I hope so. Cause Oscar lost the feud the last time. And I think Mm -hmm. she has to win it this time. I I think you have to give her that win again. I could almost see that being your uh, women's title match for WrestleMania. And the Mm -hmm. story is that was Asuka's first loss was at WrestleMania. Now she's got a chance to get that back. Let's go. I can, I can see it. And if that's the case and that's what they build to, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yep. Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah. Um, next we have a speculative United States title match between Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle. And once again, I ask, do we care? I do, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I'm constantly entertained by Matt Riddle. Maybe it's, you know, there is an age difference between us. I am officially more of the target audience than you are. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you really break it down, I think Riddle is entertaining as hell. He makes me laugh. I mean, yeah, some of his stuff's cornball, but overall, he makes me laugh because I know he could whoop somebody's ass the minute they look at him funny. I just think that he has something there, and they need to really build on it. I liked him in NXT. I really did. I thought he was mm-hmm. very funny. Um, the the Bobby Fish the Bobby Fish fish fry thing um, with with Pete Dunn, the 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 broser weights. I loved that tag yeah. team. Um, I really found him entertaining in NXT. Since coming to the main roster, I have found him unbearable. Um, I have I've hated everything he's been in. Um, he he just sounds so dumb. Like at least in NXT, there was like a little bit of cleverness to it. With the sure. like. Now they're hitting you over the head like, hey, I'm a stoner, bro. Yeah, no, we know. We got it. Like, (laughs) at least back then, it was like Pete Dunn saying the lines and then Riddle kind of reacting like, ah, 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 you said it. You said it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now stick with me on this analogy here. Matt Riddle is sushi. He is raw. He is not completely done. And in NXT, that's a sushi bar crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday Night Raw, despite the name, is more of like, you know, let's say a, a buffet style where you want a little bit more finished stuff. He fits in there as sushi, but not everybody's going to go to that sushi because they see 
raw fish. And they're just like, yeah, not for me. I can so see that. Very hit or miss. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and I also think that that's part of the writing. I think he, I think he's one of those guys you can't script. You can't script him. Um, and, and if he's coming up with his own stuff, then bro, maybe you should be scripted. Like I, I it's yeah. one of those things. Like, I'm not sure Bobby Lashley has to win this. The hurt business are, um, unofficially the most over faction, uh, the most over babyface faction in the company. Uh, <laughs> which is why I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think that if, uh, the hurt business is so over and the babyface faction, Right now, they've got nothing to chase. The story of the Hurt Business is Cedric and Shelton potentially and turning on too. each other. I don't like I that I do either. as well. So if Riddle takes the title off of Lashley, guess what? They've got something to chase now. You've got a little bit so. more that you can move away from the Cedric and Shelton clashing. So mm-hmm. I think Riddle takes this one. So Lashley has somebody to chase, which gives us a little bit more freshness for the Hurt Business. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, and then another another match that I think could be really good if Sami Zayn uh, isn't doing this dumb fucking character. Um, and it's <laughs> Big E versus Sami Zayn. Um, I think that this... I honestly think that it'll end up being a triple threat. And I know, I apologize, I'm spoiling some of SmackDown for you. Um, oh, you prick. I know, I know, but it's the prediction <laughs> show. But sure. um, the Biggie Apollo Cruz match had a, a dirty finish. It never really got started. Like they, they, they got some good shit in, but then Sami Zayn interrupted and attacked gotcha. them both. I think it'll turn into a triple threat where Biggie faces Sami Zayn facing Apollo Cruz, um, and I could see Apollo Cruz winning. See, I think that they're going to keep that uh, belt on Big E for a while. If they are throwing in Apollo Crews, I think that it's going to be so he can take the fall. So Sammy can keep this storyline of there's a conspiracy against me going. And then it just continues to build that up. And then, you know, maybe we see Sammy go after it later down the line. Maybe we see Apollo get involved a little bit more later down the line. I think there's lots of room left to build with this story. I think Big E is going to be the next big thing. So I don't think Big E wins this because of something I think later. Um, I think Apollo Crews wins this. I think he pins Sami Zayn. And then Apollo Crews has been quietly aligned with Paul Heyman. I don't know if you saw that last week on SmackDown. That is very interesting, and I very much am intrigued by that. I'm very intrigued, and I think that's the perfect way to book him. I think this monster heel that can do incredible things with Paul Heyman to talk for him, I think is a great way to move Apollo Crews. Um, So let's move on to the matches that are confirmed. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Um, Uh, Goldberg. I can't, I, I don't, I hate this. Stop going to the well with the legends. You know, you're using them too much. You're trying to pop your rating. I get it, but it's dumb. Uh, I think you need to keep the title on McIntyre. Uh, if they pull this title off of McIntyre, they're going to have a lot of backlash and not the pay-per-view. And, you know, here's the thing. This story has not made a lick of sense since the start. That Legends night, 
Drew McIntyre is out in the ring, putting over the legends, how he's honored to be around them. And yes. Goldberg comes out and says, you're a disrespectful little punk, blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute. He was just That was Randy about how- Orton all night. Yeah. So maybe we're setting up a senile Goldberg where he just starts beating up, you know, a tackling dummy or something. And we can just go back and look at him every so often punching a bag. And that's all he does. Is he just sits there like a crazy person. I mean, I mean it, it just, it hasn't made any sense. And that, as soon as it happened, I was sitting here on my couch, just scratching my head saying, what the hell is he talking about? McIntyre just came out and said, I'm so honored to be here with all of you. I'm so glad to see all of you. And so from there, they lost me. It was just like, here's the cliff and you're going over it. So I want to see Drew keep this belt, put Goldberg on the curb so he can just go beat up on whatever imaginary thing he's thinking of and move on with the day. Well, see, and the thing for me, too, is that, like, they lost me on this one as soon as Goldberg came out. I, I yep. hate I hate Goldberg. I really don't like him. Um, I'm sorry. There's better legends to bring back. There's better people to bring back. Um, outside of fucking Goldberg. I mean, hell, we're getting Sting in a street fight with Darby Allen and, and and Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Like you could have protected Sting and had him still come back. Like you could, you can do this stuff. You can do, bring in a freaking PCO or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I promise else. it can work. It can work. Bully Ray, something something but Absolutely. this goldberg feud for a guy that couldn't even work to begin with <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think kevin owens summed it up uh best when he was starting that original feud i was a wwe guy to me goldberg was over here mm-hmm. i was he wasn't my guy so no. he never really hits home with me if you want somebody to be your guy, a legend to come back to be your guy. You need like a stone cold. You need like, you know, not saying he can or should go a Hogan. You need somebody who is pure WWE built. And Goldberg was straight up WCW built. When he came into WWE, he got booed out the building because everybody knew he was just there for a a paycheck and a a cup of coffee. And that was that. I like him in the role of Brock Lesnar where you have you have them taking on guys that aren't in the title picture. Brock, I like Brock. I want to like Brock, let me put it that way. But he's always in the title picture, so I hate Brock. Yes, which is exactly what you're supposed to do technically, but yeah, go for yeah. it. You know, yeah, not like, supposed to like that. No, you're not supposed to like Brock, but at the same time, I don't like him to the point of I don't want to see him anymore. Same with Goldberg. I don't like you to the point of I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, I think Goldberg would be a fine mid-card match. Let's say you put Goldberg against an Apollo Cruz or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody that could get a legit rub. Drew McIntyre is the face of your company right now. You yeah. don't need it. If he were to take on anybody else that WWE has a face of their company that they actually build up, I'm in. In solid, let's do this. But no, no thank you. 
Goldberg, just get on your way, get moving. I mean, I would even go for, since he's actually asked for it on their podcast, on the New Day podcast, Big E taking on Goldberg, I think could be a real fun match. Yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg would just get messed with by Big E, and it's an actual match that's believable. It's yes. something that Big E wants it. Goldberg overhears he wants it, and uh, let's do it. I think the nonsensical booking is really what hurts a lot of these. Like of of like you said, Goldberg coming out and being like, "Oh, you're disrespecting legends." Like I feel like there was something that was cut that like Goldberg took the wrong way or something, but you have to be able to adjust that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's, if you don't make sense, you know, that's, that's to your own detriment. That's not to us. That's mm-hmm. you're, you're hurting. Yourself. Yeah. Um, and so Drew McIntyre wins this match. Ditto. Agreed. Yeah. Um, this is another one where I think the, obviously we know who's winning this match, but it'll be entertaining. Nonetheless, universal championship match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Um, I could see, I could see this being an absolutely fantastic match. A lot of shenanigans. I do see Adam Pierce getting involved. I see Paul Heyman getting involved. Jey Uso is going to get involved, but at the end of the day, Roman Reigns is walking out with the universal title. I agree. Roman Reigns is white hot at this point. He is never going to be any hotter than he is right now, unless they keep going up with exactly where he's at. Uh, Kevin Owens, I think he is a great underdog. I think he is really well fit for this role. I honestly would like to see Kevin Owens in more of the raw picture where he can go in and Kevin Owens versus a Drew McIntyre. I'm down for that match. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like that. That's a little bit more of a toss up in the air for me. But yeah, Roman Reigns is taking this over. Yeah. Um I, I, I truly think that Roman Reigns has more to lose here than Kevin Owens. Um Kevin Lowen, Kevin Owens doesn't really have that credibility now, it seems. Um he's lost a lot of day, but I agree. Yeah, it does. I love Kevin and I and I, I really think that he's a fantastic, a fantastic hand. I just think that he's definitely um, definitely hurt uh, the way that they book him. I, I, I don't think that they've booked him the best. They haven't. So, so now let's get into the main course, my favorite yes. matches of the entire year. Me Which too. would you like to start with, men's or women's? Um, let's start with the women's. Okay. So the way we went, we talked about this prior to the show is we were talking about possible returns, NXT call-ups, and free agents, along with our projected winner. Why don't we look at our possible returns column first? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I, I'll start. I think uh, we could see Beth uh, Beth Phoenix. I think we could see yes, Beth Phoenix. I would return. agree with that. Um, I, I yes. truly think that she's been she's been very much in the light with NXT and everything like that as a commentator. She's always looking. She always looks impressive in the Rumble matches, and I feel like not using her here would definitely be a detriment. I think I think Beth Phoenix coming back during this Rumble is definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, I saw that. Okay, 
I'm going to run through my entire list. I have uh, five that I see as potential returns. Okay. Since the women's roster is a little lean, I, I see that the women actually have more of a uh, room to rumble, so to speak. Right. So my possible returns, I've got Nikki Cross, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Lana, and Ronda Rousey as all potential returns in this Royal Rumble. Um, I, I like the Nikki Cross pick. I think we could see Nikki Cross. I feel like that's on its way. Um, mm-hmm. I will say another one, um, that I don't, I don't agree with. I don't think Ronda Rousey's coming back. I don't foresee her coming back this year. Um, and, and if she does at all, I think she might be done. I think I really do. I think she's very focused on Twitch, um, spending time with her family uh, and Travis and building that family. Um, yeah, I don't I do. know if she ever comes back. Um, Chelsea Green's an interesting one because I don't know what her injury status is. She's been posting pictures of herself recently where, you know, you see her arms. She was out for a broken wrist. Her wrist isn't covered up. Her wrist looks normal. So that's, that's what gives me that, that wonder if she could be on the way. And a Royal Rumble would be a great place to build up a, a future star. And I think that that's what they were trying to do before the injury. Okay. Um, I have a couple, I have a couple other ones and, and you can, you can kind of tell me what you think here. Um, Lita, yes, Lita or Trish Stratus. Um, I don't think both of them, but I think either of them could show up. I, I think, I think Lita more than Trish to be I do too. honest. I do too. Cause Lita's always ready to go. Trish, I think, has a little bit more established outside of WWE than uh, than Lita does mm-hmm. business wise. So, and uh, Lita, when I saw her last, I believe it was last summer, uh, you know, before or actually the summer before the quarantine, she was in great shape. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's ring shape. Yeah, and. Those Lita's always going to be a uh, hopeful for me. I love Lita. I've met her a couple times, and she's absolutely fantastic. Um, but I, I agree. I can see that. And um, I don't know how how soon this is, but I could maybe foresee Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is an interesting one. Uh, if she does come back during the Rumble, I expect her to be in the John Cena spot, like, you know, that famous spot. I think for something like that, a telling thing would be which rumble goes first, the women's or the men's. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. So I could see that if, if the women's goes last, uh, the thing is, you know, she just had a baby in December where just a, a little over a month since she had a child, obviously, you know, that just all comes down to how she's feeling, how she's healing and uh, where she goes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I know it's a long shot, but I could see it. I could just see it happening. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I also agreed with you. I had Mickey James as well. Awesome. How about for uh, your NXT call-ups? Let's just go straight down your list. Okay. So I have, and, and, and by NXT call-ups, we don't mean people that will be permanently part of the main roster. We just mean the people that from yeah. NXT could be in this match. But the Absolutely. one call-up that I think is going to happen, Rhea Ripley. She's coming up. Absolutely. She's on my list as well. I think this is the main debut of Rhea Ripley as a permanent member of one of the rosters. 
Me too. Um, I could see uh, Io Shirai. I think she makes an appearance. Right. I mean, normally you do get the NXT Women's Champion in the in the Rumble, so I could see that. Um, also, a re- I forgot to mention her under my returns because I'm not really sure if she's out or not. But Mia Yim, I could see making her comeback. And you um, mean Reckoning from Retribution? Whatever they're calling her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the other one is Mercedes Martinez. Gotcha. Well, the only differences that we have, I've agreed with you on most of them. I had Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, but then I also added Shotzi Blackheart as appearing. I can and see that. Tegan Knox as a return for NXT. I could see that as well. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure about Tegan. I know they're still kind of they're still iffy on her because. She has been very injury prone since coming into the yeah. WWE, and it's unfortunate because she's an absolutely amazing talent. Um, but um, I just I'm not 100 percent sure where her health is, but I would love to see Tegan. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, what do you think about free agents? Who do you think could be coming in off the unsigned market and making a surprise appearance? Um. So I know she's not signed anywhere. She's been appearing on AEW a lot. Thunder Rosa, I think, could potentially make her appearance. I don't think it's probable, but I could see it happening. Um, the other one that I could see is um, Allison Kay. I, I had her on my list as well. Yeah, um, and the only other one that, because I'm not sure if she's really free agent or if she's still with WWE, um, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, I could see her popping in. Uh, I have Allison Kay, uh, and I actually have a returning Eva Marie coming in because I just feel like an Eva Marie return yeah. is somewhere in the near future. Yeah, and I can then see that. my my wild card that I'm doubtful on, but it's a wild card is Tessa Blanchard. You know, this would be the best place for them to debut a Tessa Blanchard if they sign her. Um, Their signings have been kind of really under wraps outside of the ones that are actually in the performance center. Um, I I, I think that, you know, especially their big signings, they kept AJ very quiet. They kept the return of uh, Bubba Ray Dudley very quiet. Um, I, I I could see Tessa Blanchard being a part of the Women's Rumble. Absolutely. And I look at Tessa Blanchard as being sort of the female AJ Styles type of debut yes. at the Rumble, where people know who she is. They've heard rumblings because I've heard rumblings that since she's out in the market, you know, despite, you know, the reputation of being a little bit difficult to work with, I could see Tessa Blanchard being pulled in and, you know, put Tessa Blanchard up against Charlotte. Good God, print. That was exactly where I went with it. Yes, absolutely. Because. I although I'd love to see Rhea Ripley and Charlotte get that return match, I think I'd much more rather see Tessa Blanchard take on Charlotte Flair. Me just too. because you get half of the four horsemen right there. Yep, I so, agree. And now who do you have as your overall winner of this rest or of this Royal Rumble? So I went kind of similar to you with my actual prediction, who I want, and then a little bit of a wild card. All right. So who I think is actually going to win it, I think it could I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley. 
I, I really think okay. Rhea. I think I think Rhea Ripley wins the uh, Royal Rumble. Who I would like to see win it, um, and this is kind of just because I've been super impressed with how she's come along and how how much work she's really put into being a WWE wrestler. Mandy Rose, I would okay. love to see win the Rumble match and face off against an Asuka or something because Mandy Rose, for me, is a better King Corbin where when she first came in, couldn't really do a whole lot. But as she's grown, she's definitely put stuff together to where I think she could have a solid 10, 15 minute singles match with Asuka. Um, my wild card would be um, Allison Kay or Tessa Blanchard. Gotcha. I went with one winner and one winner only. And I think that winner is going to be Bianca Belair. Okay. This woman is a total package for me. She's somebody mm-hmm. that checks every box. She has the charisma. She has the athletics. She's great on the stick. She, I think she crosses so many demographics. I think she could hit every mark you need a woman's featured wrestler to be. So Bianca Belair is my pick, and I think this will be the debut of the hair whip on the main roster. We have not seen that hair whip yet. Yeah, and you know what? Um, if Bianca Belair wins it, she's a solid base for Sasha to do some of her high-flying stuff, and, and she can really bully Sasha around. Even in a babyface role of Bianca, she could definitely work her magic with um, Sasha being kind of the bigger, the bigger woman. I agree with you. Absolutely. So we'll just have to wait to see. I, I think a lot rides on the placement of this rumble and where they're going. But yeah, I think we have some solid choices down. So let's move up to the men's rumble. Mm-hmm. Let's start out. Just let's list your possible returns straight through and then we'll take it from there. So returns is a little bit hard because there's not too many people out right now. Um, the only one that I could really come up with was Edge. Um, that's the only one that I really could see being a big return. I think this one's going to be big for free agents or call-ups, in my opinion. Gotcha. Okay. Because now I went with uh, some of my free agents, or some of my returns are free agents that used to be with the WWE. Okay, fair enough. So, so and uh, then also I've got a couple people who have been off with injury and I've got one man who's been away for no real reason. So my possible returns start out with Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. We've got Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. I've got Jimmy Uso making his return because mm-hmm. he didn't seem too hurt that last appearance. He seemed like he was getting it together and to get in with the, uh, the tribal chief would be great. Then I have RVD, which is why I started the podcast that way. <laughs> and as a and as a surprise appearance, I have Carlito. I can see Carlito. I like that one. RVD. I don't think um, he even said uh, he can't pass a WWE physical. Um, that is that is one thing I have heard him say is that he's too banged up to pass a WWE physical um, because he's wanted to come back. Um, well, I, here's my reason for speculating that is they're doing that icons documentary on RBD. Even if true. he just comes in, does a couple kicks to somebody, throws one or two people over, then he goes over himself in a low contact way. Mm-hmm. I think you could see an RBD appearance because of that documentary coming. 
I like that reasoning. I, I do. I respect that reasoning a lot. Um, uh, Braun Strowman, I feel like this is the wrong time to bring him back. Um, I, I feel like if you bring him back like that, you have to put him in the main event again, and I don't think he'd be in the main event. Um, but I could see maybe he eliminates uh, it now, and this is this is just fantasy booking, but if he comes back and he sure. eliminates Big E, who is still IC champion, I could see that being a program that they go to where Big E finally hits the big ending on like Braun or something. I could see something like that for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, like I, I, I see your list. It, like I said, it, it is really hard to say like with the men's rumble match for returns. Jimmy, I don't think returns in the rumble. I think he'd return in the last man standing match. Gotcha. All right. So uh, let's move over to NXT call-ups. My list is a lot slimmer there, but uh, let's go over yours first, Damian. Yeah, so I have um, Adam Cole coming up. I have Finn Balor being in the Rumble as well. Um, I have Tommaso Ciampa, and I have Johnny Gargano. All, all guys I could see coming up now, I don't see a lot of them staying. No. Uh, because I, they've got a lot going on. Cole would My be list, the only one that I could see staying and maybe doing double duty. Yeah, okay, that's fair then. Because I was going to say, I with the Undisputed Era still being semi-main or mm-hmm. bleeding into main, I could see him being at least on NXT for a while. Uh, my call-ups, Damian Priest, Mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa, and then Velveteen Dream. Okay. My reason, Damian Priest is a guy that I could see Vince just salivating over. Yes. Because he's big. He's got the size, the speed. He's basically, in my opinion, if things would have gone right with Baron Corbin, you could have ended up with Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and agree. And then Tommaso. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tommaso Ciampa went out on his back last week. So uh, he he took a fall to Timothy Thatcher. I know he's going to be popping into that Dusty tournament, but I honestly think this is Ciampa's time to come up. And the crowd in NXT has turned so vehemently on Velveteen Dream. I think that they're going to try to get him up to a new crowd to try to breathe some life into him. Yeah, um, and, and and sorry, I did forget one person for returns. We mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Um, sure. Andrade. Oh yes, yes, Andrade. I agree. Um, the other, the only other NXT call up that I could think of that might not even be in the country right now, um, Walter. I could see Walter maybe making his debut in the Royal Rumble. Now, wasn't he in last year's? Um, I'll, I'll look, I don't think so though, because last year was that big, uh, big Brock Lesnar run. Oh, true. Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm thinking back to the rumble. Well, not even the rumble, just Walter in general. He's one of those guys that I don't think a mainstream crowd would quote unquote get like, you know, right. But even then, like you have your NXT audiences too. back in the day when it was just on the network, they were bringing in NXT guys. So I think Walter is the closest you would get to an NXT UK appearance, him or Tyler Bate. Yeah, I could see that. 
All right. So well, let's move over to free agents. Uh, you go ahead. This is the wild. All right. Well, we've talked about and we've gone over, so we don't have to go much further into it. Jay White, mm-hmm. we would like to, but I just don't think it's there. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I, I, the other one that I would really like to see, and I have listed as doubtful, I would love to see Jeff Cobb get his shot. He's in under contract WWE. in New Japan. Okay. I, I wasn't sure of his status there. Yep. Uh, then my other ones that are not under contract, as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., I would okay. love to see get a run. Uh, because, again, the Icon series is coming up about his dad, and he's featured heavily in it. Right. Uh, Dalton Castle is okay. not under contract to anybody. And then the villain Marty Skrull mm-hmm. is very publicly released marty skrull i don't think will go over to aew because of the allegations brought against him they seem like the type of company that was just sort of separate quietly like they did with jimmy havoc yeah um i I could uh, okay so you brought him up i actually had jimmy havoc on my list i could see something along those lines of him coming in maybe with a tag team of damian priest i think would be really entertaining um, mm-hmm. I had Marty Skrull on my list as well. Um, I, I didn't really have, I didn't have a lot for the men's rumble. I feel like they have so many big players that like they were, that they don't need a lot of outside help. Um, for sure. but I could, I could definitely see a, a Marty Skrull or, or even a Dalton Castle. I completely forgot about Dalton Castle and that was great that you brought him up because I, I really like that. The other one that I, I kind of thought maybe he's been kind of having a foothold in New Japan um, in their New Japan Strong series, which is their uh, tapings every Friday on New Japan World. It's like three matches. It's like it's almost like a like a dojo show. Um, okay. And I could see Fred Rosser, a.k.a. Darren Young. Uh, coming in. Oh yes, yeah. He's I, I I loved him when he was Darren Young. I thought we were gonna finally get a really good shot of him when he was doing his Bob Backlund gimmick. Yes, I, I would love to see what Fred Rosser has to offer. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and and those are kind of my picks. Like I said, I don't. I think we might get like a, a quite a few NXT call ups. Maybe one or maybe one or two free agents to pop in, um, and like one legends role, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So who do you see as the uh, overall winner? Again, I did. I kind of did three, where it was a long shot. Who I want and who I think wins. Right now, I think the winner will be Daniel Bryan. Um, we are on the exact same page. Yeah, Daniel Bryan has had such an incredible year so far uh, out of 2020 and into 2021. He, the story has been there for him to win it. Him going against Roman as the head of the table, I feel like that could be where the UE comes into play. He brings up those guys with him to help as backup and, you know, kind of, kind of mentors them into the main roster roles that they would be in. Um who I would want to win, and I kind of hinted at this earlier, Big E Langston. I think that him winning and challenging Roman at Mania would be a fantastic, fantastic match. Um, I, I know he would. I, I know he would probably lose, 
but I think that it would be absolutely amazing nonetheless. And then my dark horse is somebody that I brought up uh, earlier for my NXT call-ups. I could see Walter potentially winning and facing Drew McIntyre at Mania. Oh, another Haas battle. Be still my Haas battle in heart. My goodness. <laughs> And I, I feel like that would be—I feel like that would be your match for the hardcores versus your match with Roman. That would probably end up being Goldberg. The Goldberg. Yeah, I've had enough of it already. But no, I mean these are some very solid choices. So, well, we have gone a lot longer than we typically do yes. on one of these, and Justin's <laughs> gonna start thinking that we like it better without him here. Which you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna say yes, but I'm not gonna say no just to keep him guessing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you want you want to put yourself over to start taking us home yeah so you can follow us uh which follow justin at worst wrestling on twitter um that's kind of the podcast main page and everything we are also a member of the project dits podcasting network make sure you check out project dits on all of your platforms to listen to all of the shows that are a part of that podcasting network. And we are also affiliated with Superkicks, SPRKIX.com, promo code WORST to get 10% off of your order when ordering from them. You can follow me on Twitter at Damian underscore Miller, D-A-M-I-A-N underscore Miller, and follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash dmiller139, where if you're watching the video version, that's one of my old logos behind me, um, and I will be streaming there coming up here within the next week or two, just getting back into the rhythm of everything on First Shift, and you'll, we'll be talking wrestling, we'll be talking video games, a whole bunch of stuff. Come in and have a good time. What more could you want? And you can find me on the old Twitter machine at Pedersen Reports, P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N Reports. Don't forget to look for my pinned tweet so you can pick which dream card you would like to see. Also, don't forget is the best time of the year for us and our friends at Wrestle Rumble. Uh, they are doing their Dig It belt giveaway where the first prize is the Macho Man commemorative belt. Second place is Damien's favorite, the Undertaker 30th anniversary full-size championship belt. And third place, we got a mystery belt. Who knows what it could be, but it's going to be damn good. That's for just one buck. And also, so top secret as the head of creative, I don't even have what the prizes are yet, but get yourself ready for the Wrestle Rumble. Pick them for the Royal Rumble. Go check out our friends at Wrestle Rumble. They are happily supporting us and good partners with us. So, with that said, check us out, find us online. We will be talking to you next week and let us know what you think of all of our picks all of our calls, all of our wild cards. Yes, absolutely. And make sure you keep an eye out. We will hopefully soon be releasing when we will be doing our first Twitch live podcast. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Follow all of us here at the Worst Wrestling Podcast. Stay tuned next week where we will be reviewing the Royal Rumble with a uh, special guest, and he'll be on to help us with that as well. So take care. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night, bang.